This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 209. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in this episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 209. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. I'm happy to be here with you today, but I'm gonna be honest things are rough right now. (laughs) I say that laughing because some things are like real rough in terms of like national grieving and things just are really, really intense right now. And then there's other things that are rough along the lines of like, I need a new alternator in my car and that's just really annoying. So what I want to talk about today is things you can do when you're feeling helpless. And this applies to a lot of different levels and layers of our lives. And what inspired this episode for me is some transitions that I'm going through in different areas of work and different things related to the show here and the gym and all sorts of different things along those lines where I just feel sometimes like I'm not in control. And that's a hard feeling for me. Add on to that, that I currently know multiple people facing pretty massive cancer battles. And it seems like every time I turn a corner, there's another one comes out of the woodwork. And some of them are people that I know in my personal life on a close level. Some of them are people that I know via Facebook. They're people that someone I went to high school with, a friend of a friend who I'm connected to on Facebook, like those kinds of situations. But there's literally off the top of my head, there's five people, six people right now who are fighting pretty heroic battles that I know of and that I'm seeing, you know, on a regular basis. 
on my social media feed and some of them in my personal life. I'm making meals for them and things along those lines. And so feeling a little helpless there watching people who are like not unhealthy people who are facing really big battles, people who you would think actually live really healthy lifestyles already and who are just like in the midst of big, big things, facing their mortality, potentially facing all sorts of different treatment options and decisions and all sorts of things that are traumatic. And many of these people have little children, which I think just adds a whole nother layer to the overwhelm and the fear around something like cancer. And then there's a whole layer of trauma on a national level and the conversations that are happening, the loss that is in the grief, first of all, in the wake of Florida and the shooting there. And then just the really, really heated conversations that are coming out of that. And it's been interesting to see the high school students in Florida just like rising up and being so incredibly brave and ambitious and loud and powerful. I'm completely blown away by that. And I think it is the coolest thing I have seen in a really, really long time. And it gives me so much hope. And it really is like the one thing that I've been clinging to while otherwise feeling very helpless. You know, my initial feelings of helplessness around that situation was just me frantically posting like events and ways for people to get involved in making change and being heard on social media pages. And I was doing that and still am doing that, but I'm doing that over on Instagram and doing it on Facebook and just feeling like, how can I get involved and what's the most appropriate way and what's the most helpful way and what's actually going to make a difference. And so there's just all these different layers of helplessness right now in my life. And granted, I'm like in a very lucky position. I am not someone whose livelihood is threatened or compromised or anything along those lines. And so I recognize that while I am in this fortunate position of really having absolutely nothing to complain about, I can still sit here and feel helpless. And I know that if I'm sitting here feeling this way in my position, that there are other people who are feeling this way to the same extent that I am, or potentially to a much, much greater extent. So I thought it was worth having a conversation around helplessness. And I'm going to talk about some of the things that I'm doing right now to work through my feelings of helplessness, whether it's things going on in my personal life or things going on on a national level or things going on as I witness friends fighting for their lives. But I'm going to share kind of some of the things that I'm using that have been helpful to me. And then I'm also going to give you some tips that I think that you can implement and that you can carry with you. Because at some point or another, you're going to have a day, a moment, a period of your life, a phase where you might feel a little helpless and you might need some tools. So this will be all of that. So I'm going to give you three things and then I'll give you a little bonus. So let's go ahead and start with the first tip. The first thing you can do when you're feeling helpless is escape. Now, I'm going to classify this a bit and say escape in a healthy way, because there are plenty of escapes that are not so healthy. Things like just completely disconnecting and dissociating, which is not always totally inappropriate, but long term, it's not a good coping skill. And so what I mean by that is things like maybe, you know, when you feel helpless, zoning out and watching TV for hours on end because you can't deal with anything. Sure, on a limited basis totally fine. But like as a daily coping skill, not awesome. Things like alcohol, like, yeah, you get some really bad news. You might open up some wine, understandable. But if that's your go-to solution every day, not going to be super productive. 
could actually do a lot more harm than good in the long run. So I'm going to talk about escaping in a healthy way and recognizing that sometimes you need to sit in pity. And that might look like binge watching some junk on TV that might look like cracking open the wine. It might look like, you know, the whole bag of Doritos. It might look like the pint of ice cream, whatever that might mean for you. I recognize that sometimes there are short term solutions that just get us through a moment, but I want to give you some more long term solutions. So escaping in a healthy way for me looks like a couple different things. So I'm going to share what it looks like for me, and then I'll give you some other ideas outside of what I personally use. So for me, exercise. And like, of course, the dorky personal trainer is going to tell you to go do some dorky old exercise. <laughs> but for me, when I feel helpless, I get very anxious and I wake up and my mind spins and I get overwhelmed. And it's actually hard for me to focus on conversations with my family. It's hard for me to focus and be engaged in other areas of my life when I'm feeling helpless, because I just literally like cannot get out of my own head. And my husband will notice like I often I won't tell him in the moment and I'll tell him later. I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I was so consumed by whatever. And he's like, yeah, I could tell (laughs) because I'm like not my normal bubbly self. I shut down in different ways or I'm really short tempered. I have what I call redhead moments where like I kind of lose my mind over things. So for me, exercise really helps to mitigate that and minimize that. And so I stick to my exercise. And sometimes for me, it's like really intense exercise and just like thrashing it out feels really good. Other times it needs to be exercise where I can process. So that looks like running or walking where I can really process my thoughts and that oh my gosh, that feels really, really good to me. And so I definitely, when I need to think things through, I use running and walking to do that because it really gets me to process my thoughts. And especially with some good music, I will tell you, I have been currently listening to the Greatest Showman soundtrack while I run and it is like freaking magic. And I think that it's kind of funny that I'm listening to show tunes while I go running. But for me, it works. And we just saw the movie this weekend. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm actually going to touch on that a little bit more in a minute here. So listening to music that inspires me while I'm exercising just really, really helps me relax, release and process thoughts in a productive way. So for me, that is what that is. Exercise can look like that. It can be like hardcore, intense, hammer it out. It can also be super restorative. And I actually was just talking about this in a group setting and determining like what is most meaningful to you. Because for some people, like stretching and opening your body and having that expansiveness of, you know, getting up and doing like a yoga routine in the morning, that feels really good to them. For other people, high intensity exercise where you're like just totally sweating it out and like throwing your body around in a safe and effective way, really pounding the pavement in a run, like those kinds of things can be more productive feelings. So you have to kind of gauge that on your own. But just knowing that that endorphin rush, the sense of feeling strong and powerful, the sense of feeling in control, the ability to process while you're exercising can just be so, so powerful. And it doesn't always have to be hard. It can be as simple as going for a walk, but just giving yourself that space to move, I think is really, really powerful. And that is definitely my very first go-to. Secondary to that would be consuming content that inspires And I think that that is a really, really powerful piece as well. And so that means stepping away from consuming social media, by the way. Consuming content that inspires does not mean scrolling through social media. And even if you're finding inspirational stuff there and things that light you up, social media is usually cluttered 
and you are sharing that space with things that inspire you and things that completely rub you the wrong way, turn you off, piss you off. Like you don't know for sure how triggering something on social media is going to be. So when I sit down and look at social media right now, I might see these high school kids from Florida giving these impassioned speeches and I might feel so, so moved by them. And literally 10 seconds, I mean, not even 10 seconds, a split second later, I can scroll to the next thing and see something that someone else has put on social media related to the same situation that can be completely triggering and maddening and inflammatory to me. This episode is supported by Air Doctor. You probably don't know that Americans take in about 20,000 breaths per day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors. The indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. Indoor air pollutants can cause upper respiratory symptoms like sneezing, coughing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So what's the solution? Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. I am so excited that we just got our own Air Doctor for our house, and we will have it all up and running and ready to go in time for all the things that come with spring weather, but also smoke season, which is just around the corner for those of us in the Pacific Northwest. And I know many of you across the country. So here's how you can get your own Air Doctor. First of all, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS and you'll receive up to $300 off of air purifiers. Exclusive to our podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro, A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS. That's airdoctorpro.com, code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners 
listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Oh, Social media is not the place to consume content that will inspire you. Take radical responsibility to look for content that will inspire you in other areas. So that might be in books, that might be in, you know, reading magazines, it might be in listening to podcasts, it might be in listening to audiobooks, it might be in listening to music, it might be in listening to Christian rock or music with a message, it might be in listening to something that is a little different than what you're used to. And I will tell you, like listening to show tunes, listening to the Greatest Showman soundtrack when I go running is definitely not the norm for me. But for me, listening to things with a message is really powerful. And for years I listened to, and I still frequently listen to different music compilations from when I taught group fitness. So when I was teaching boot camp at my gym, I have a ton of different playlists. And so I often listen to those when I go running. But I recently was more inspired to listen to something with a message. And I was listening to a lot of Macklemore just because it was interesting to me. It's like listening to a conversation to listen to him, which was really fun and engaging for me. But it also was a fast beat. Like I can't listen to a podcast when I'm running because it's too slow. And so I need this fast beat, but I like words that inspire me. So it's been fun to listen to the Greatest Showman soundtrack because there's a lot of great messaging in that music, but it's also fast paced. It's also like really powerful and like, you know, kind of along the lines of like ballads and things like that. Like I love a good ballad. Who doesn't? So that's been really helpful to me to have those, to know where that is, where I can find that inspiration. So wherever you might find that, that's going to look like a lot of different things, but for different people, but consider where you can find content that you can consume that will inspire you and put you in a positive place. I was sharing with a group last week in the Shameless Mom Momentum Mastermind that it might be as simple as something like angel cards, or I use Danielle Laporte's truth bombs. And it's literally like a little deck of cards where you pull a card that has some sort of like inspirational quote or saying on it that can just be a positive trigger for your day. And sometimes it's as simple as that. It doesn't need to be committing time to reading or committing time to consuming a bunch of content. It can really be like having one sentence, one quote, one statement that can shape the rest of your day. And for me, I really look to that when I'm having to kind of flip my attitude around and I'm struggling with that. I will look for tiny bits of content that I can consume where I can immediately think like, oh yes, okay, that's the thing I needed to hear. In fact, I pulled one of Danielle Laporte's truth bombs from one of her decks months ago that says make space for your future. And I have had that on my desk now for a few months as I've been getting ready to make some shifts to grow the podcast in new directions to do some things that are going to feel a little uncomfortable, also super exciting, but a little uncomfortable. And I have that on my desk. And it's literally like every time I need inspiration, I look up to that, like make space for your future. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to take action. I'm ready to do some scary things. I'm ready to get out of my comfort zone because I want to make space for my future. Um, So really doing like little things that can trigger you. I was talking to someone and I did a Instagram live on this. I was talking to someone the other day, a shameless mom listener, and she was telling me if she's listening to this, she knows who she is. So little private shout out. But she was telling me that one of the things she has done as a result of listening to the show is writing down affirmations. And she has a list of I think six or so affirmations. And every day she writes them down three times. And she writes them down like three times in a row in a notebook. 
And she was like, it's been life changing. She's like, the things that I write down are actually happening. Like the things that are like, I think there was one along the lines of like, I prioritize my marriage and make it the, you know, make it one of the most central things in my life. And she's like, I'm actually doing that. She said, I wasn't doing that before. And now I'm actually doing it because I made a whole affirmation around it. And she gave me some other examples of ways she's using affirmations to get plans into action and how it's really, really working and been so powerful in her life. So I think even doing something like that, that's a healthy escape to write down some affirmations and write them down over and over and over again. So I love ideas like that, where instead of mindlessly escaping, you are mindfully intentionally escaping. I will add to this. One last piece is meditating or breathing. And so meditating is also a place that can allow you to have a little mind control and practicing breathing as well. And so Vinny and I actually practice breathing together because he can get worked up about some things because he's like his mother and he has a hard time coming down from it. And so we practice deep breathing together. And what's funny is I've always been someone who like, I mean, when I worked in the psychiatric hospital, deep breathing was something we always talked to little kids about, which is a little bit of a joke to talk to a very highly charged child about taking some deep breaths. Like that is not actually a valuable anger management tool for a really highly charged child in the moment. Maybe you can talk to them about that afterwards, but like in the moment, that's not a valuable tip. And we used to always say that when a kid was like flipping out about something, we'd be like, maybe you need to take some deep breaths. In all honesty, that's just completely patronizing because when you're in the middle of flipping out about something, if your spouse was to say like, maybe you should take some deep breaths, you would just want to slap them, right? So, but what Vinny and I do is when he's ready, when he's starting to come down from something, we will start to talk about deep breaths. And I'll just say, whenever you're ready, let me know. I would be happy to sit with you and take some deep breaths. And he literally like now this routinely happens where he'll get to a point of like starting to collect himself. So he's on like the downside of spiraling where he's, I guess, or the upside, however you look at it, he's be able to start to conscientiously pull himself back together. And then he'll say, I'm ready to take some deep breaths. And it really makes a huge difference. It's such an amazing process with him. And when I do it with him, I feel both of us just completely releasing as we take these deep breaths together. So that's been really, really powerful for both of us. Um, And it helps us move forward and move beyond things pretty quickly. We can't do it at the height of the event. We have to do it kind of as the event is culminating, but that's been really powerful. So there's a few different ways in there for you to escape in healthy ways. So next up we have number two, second thing to do when you're feeling helpless, make a plan. So this again will help alleviate anxiety. Make a plan, get something together, give yourself some action steps, do something that's actionable. And I will tell you a couple of the steps that I have taken that have actually really helped me in terms of alleviating some anxiety around some transitions. So putting together a plan will help you feel productive and purposeful, which is really, really helpful. It also gets you out of your head to actually like identify action steps that you're going to take. And it also helps you think a little bit bigger than maybe what is just spinning inside of you. So for example, if you are feeling super overwhelmed by the stuff going on related to school shootings, put together a plan. Think about how you're going to get involved. What kind of conversations do you want to be participating in? There are three events coming up on March 14th, on March 24th, and on April 20th, I believe are the three dates. And I will actually link to all of these in the show notes, but there are things happening on local school levels on March 14th. There is our marches happening on local levels on March 24th. And then I believe there are more school events happening on April 20th, the anniversary of Columbine. So there are lots of different opportunities to get involved. And these are all happening on, these are like national events that are happening in many local levels in big cities. So like I said, I'll link to all of these 
different dates so you can see which ones might make sense to you. But it's been really helpful for me to, instead of sitting and feeling enraged and feeling powerless and helpless, to look at my calendar, look at the events being offered and consider, okay, what makes sense for me? How can I participate? I shot an email off to my son's school saying, hey, any chance that the school wants to participate in this event on March 14th? So that helped me feel like I was doing something. If they choose not to participate, that's fine. I will pull Vinny out of school that day and we will participate in some other way locally because I know that I need to do something to feel like I'm participating in this conversation and that I'm doing something productive. That helped me feel immediately better to feel like, okay, I'm not just sitting back and watching this happen. I'm not just sitting back worrying about how this could impact my family down the road, how my child might be in danger, how my child is more likely to have you know, a shooting at a school or the threat of a shooting than a fire. And the scariest thing when I was growing up in school were fire drills. Like literally I was terrified of fire drills. I did not pee at school for years because I was so scared of being in the bathroom when the fire alarm went off because that actually happened to me once. And I literally did not pee at school again for like, I don't know, two or three years. I got bladder infections all the time instead, which was real fun. And then my mom had to write notes to the teacher and be like, please let Sarah go to the bathroom if she needs to, because she has a bladder infection. And I would not go to the bathroom. And then the teacher knew I had a bladder infection and was always telling me to go to the bathroom, which was super embarrassing. (laughs) So that was how I coped as a super anxious child. So I think about the impact of my child having to do shooting drills for active shooters and having that be on his radar in the future, that's pretty terrifying to me. So it really is impactful to me to feel like I'm doing something to be part of a solution. And I understand that we all have different ideas about what a solution might look like and what positive and impactful solution might be. But I'm doing what makes sense for me, for my family and feeling like I'm taking action in a way that where I feel like I will be heard and that my child will be protected. And so that's been helpful to me. On top of that, with my friendships and people who I know who are facing these cancer battles, I am asking like, who can I make a meal for? Who can I contribute to their GoFundMe for doctor bills? Who can I reach out to and be helpful to in any way? How can I help them with a carpool run, whether it's to a treatment appointment, whether it's picking up their kids from school? How can I be helpful? Like That feels very productive and purposeful to me. In terms of transition and things and stress along the lines of work, I'm having conversations and I'm having conversations about the things that I'm stressed out about and the things that I'm worried about and the things that I don't feel like I'm in control of. And that's actually been really, really helpful. There's been a bunch of things where I'm like, I don't know how this is going to work out and I don't know how I'm going to fit this in. And just having open conversations about that has been really helpful. And I'm blown away by like every time I have a conversation with someone saying like, okay, I'm a little worried about how this is all going to play out when the conversation's over, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like the weight of the world is off my shoulders because I couldn't see how I could fit all these pieces together. And now I can see, and that feels so much better. So making a plan, whether your plan is participating in an event, whether your plan is having an uncomfortable conversation with someone just to get some resolution, whether your plan is something like just putting together, you know, a little calendar for yourself for like right now, life just feels like it's spinning out of control. So here are three things I'm going to do every day to make myself concentrate on feeling positive, feeling grateful, feeling like I'm in control of my life. So the planning piece can look like a lot of different things, but do something that helps you feel purposeful and productive and positive on a very regular basis. Also helps you to feel like you are standing in your power. 
So for our third method of helping yourself out of helplessness, we're going to talk about dumping. But before we talk about dumping, I'm going to talk about the Bissell Bark Bath, which is more along the lines of cleaning than dumping. So Bissell recently sent me their Bissell Bark Bath to test out on my dog, Danny, the damn dog as known on Instagram, who just celebrated her 11th birthday. I posted a video and Danny's a fan of the Bissell Bark Bath. What I love about the Bissell Bark Bath is that you can use it indoors. It makes no mess. So it's this very contained means of using basically this little vacuum situation to bathe your dog. It is so easy. You use a no-rinse shampoo, which makes your dog smell amazing. You scrub the dog down with the shampoo using the vacuum attachment on the little machine. And then you do the rinse cycle, again, using the same little vacuum attachment. And this attachment, I'm telling you, it has like a little brush on the end. So it kind of massages them. Danny loves it because Danny loves to be brushed. So it's kind of cool. It's actually really cool. And I love a mess-free way of cleaning my dog, especially this time of year when it's so gross outside. She goes out to go to the bathroom a couple times a day. She gets all dirty and disgusting, but I don't have to go outside to bathe her. I can just clean her literally like in the middle of my kitchen is where I did it. You could also do it in your bathroom though. And I just did it through a towel on the floor to catch any drips, which there were really no drips. She shook a couple times. So there was a little bit of water from that kept a towel over her after she shook because I should have known to keep a towel on her, right? But other than that, this is a totally mess-free way to bathe your bath. So if you want to try out the Bissell Bark Bath, go to Bissell.com slash shameless. That's B-I-S-S-E-L-L slash shameless and get your own bark bath. When you go to Bissell.com slash shameless, you can also use the code shameless at checkout and you'll receive two bottles of free no rinse shampoo with your order. So again, that's Bissell, B-I-S-S-E-L-L.com slash shameless and use the code shameless at checkout. All right. So dumping as a means of helping yourself when you feel helpless. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, 
you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So dumping and processing are really, really important. You might be wondering what I mean by dumping and processing. So dumping is a means of processing, and this can look like a few different things. But when you are feeling helpless, you need to process whatever you're working through. So whether this is anxiety around a work situation, whether this is helplessness around what's going on in the country, whether this is panic around maybe something that you're facing with a loved one facing cancer or facing chronic illness, whatever it is, you need to process that. And a great way to process is through dumping. And so you can dump through journaling. That's where you dump everything out. You get it all out of your system. You just write it out. No one ever needs to read it. You don't need to be accountable to those thoughts and those feelings. You're just getting them out. So one of the ways of doing that is journaling. Sometimes dumping and processing can look like it can be an individual act through just thinking things through, through maybe walking or running. I do this a lot. I'll tell you the four places I do this. Walking, or running, that's two, or in the shower, or on a plane. Those are the places where like my mind just can like totally figure everything out in the world. Also, sometimes insomnia, like 3am, there's a lot of things that get figured out there as well. But that's not I try to not lean on that. But and also like, I'm not up in the air that often. So I can't really count on the flying piece. So I'm basically for me, it's like walking, running, and in the shower where I do a lot of my processing. But if I'm not going to do those things, I will journal. If I want to force myself to get some things out, journaling can be very, very helpful. Sometimes I journal on pen and paper in paragraph format. Sometimes I journal via just like dumping uh, bullet lists in a Word doc document or in my notes app on my phone, which can also be super helpful and very productive. So dumping is really, really powerful. You can also dump with other people. So talking to a friend about what's going on, processing, talking out loud, talk to a friend, a partner, a mentor, a therapist, just the act of talking things through often alleviates a lot of the stress and the feelings of helplessness almost immediately. And so sometimes this conversation, like I mentioned earlier, this can be part of your plan to have a planned conversation. And sometimes with a planned conversation, this is more of a back and forth where like, here's how I'm feeling and here's what I need. And this is what I need from you. And like, how can we work on this together and go, you know, make it work for everyone. That's a little different than the dumping and the processing. The dumping and the processing is not necessarily with someone that you're looking to come to an agreement with. The dumping and the processing is like leaning on someone and saying like, hey, I need some support right now. So I need some support right now. Can you just, I need someone who can be a good listener. And that where you would maybe go to that friend, partner, mentor, therapist. I know that I'm doing this in a couple different areas of my life, talking to different people about like, here's what's going on with the friends with cancer. And here's what's going on, like where I'm feeling helpless around things happening on a national level. And then going to coaches. I have a couple different mentors and coaches who help me with business things and going to them and saying like, what do I do in these situations? And what do you think the next best step is? And here's what I'm nervous about. And here's where I feel like, here's where I feel the imposter syndrome and self-doubt creeping in. Because yes, I too have the imposter syndrome and self-doubt where I question like, hmm, am I really ready for that next step? So talking to people who are on your side and who can just sit and listen. And then at the end of it, maybe affirm you a little bit and be like, you got this, you're going to be okay. You know, you are 
a smart person, you are a resourceful person, you can do hard things more than you think, you are more powerful than you think, all those kinds of things. So finding those people that you can really lean on. If you don't have those people, oh my gosh, like send me a PM. I would be happy to be that person for you. And I'm sure that you probably do have people in your life who are happy to be that person for you. You just might not know exactly who they are. So sometimes it takes putting yourself in a little bit of an uncomfortable situation to say, hey, can I lean on you for a minute? Could I like, would you be open to listening? I just need to talk something through. And you can do that on so many different levels. It might be with a friend. It might be with a coworker. It might be with a mentor. It might be with someone that you've never met before. Like I said, reaching out to me in a PM on via email or over on Instagram, which I totally understand that would be uncomfortable for people. But also you'd be shocked at the people who would say, and myself included, oh my gosh, yes, of course. How can I help? I'd be happy to listen. I would be happy to be your sounding board. No problem at all. It would be my honor. So having a sounding board is really important. Having a place to process and a place where you can dump and really do that in a way that is judgment-free and feels very safe and protected. Really, really crucial when you are feeling helpless around something. So you need to determine where that place is. If you literally do not have a place that you feel is a safe place, I'm very serious when I say, please reach out to me because no one should not have a safe place. And I would be happy to point you to some safe places if you really feel like you don't have that. So, okay, bonus number four bonus. Number four is a bonus because I was only giving you three, but then I thought of this number four and I was like, I'm going to call it a bonus because bonus is more cool than number four. So here we go. Your bonus when you're feeling helpless, give yourself some space and some grace. This is so hard for me because giving yourself space and grace is the opposite of being responsive and reactive. And I really like to be responsive and reactive. And sometimes it gets me in trouble because I get real fired up real fast and make real quick decisions. And then like 10 minutes later, I'm like, Ooh, maybe that wasn't the right thing. And now it's too late because I already put something out there. So I have to really, really consciously make an effort to be less responsive and less reactive. And what that looks like for me in giving myself space and grace means that I don't respond to things right away. Or I try not to, I try to not respond to things right away. So that means that maybe like when someone says something inflammatory on Facebook before diving into a comeback, I say, is this a good use of my time? Is this going to get me somewhere? Or is this going to send me down a rabbit hole? That's just going to get me more fired up and help me like be angry all day and not be able to sleep tonight. And I'm going to be distracted and not able to do the things that actually make me feel powerful and productive and positive all day because I'm engaging in this conversation. If I stop and think about that nine times out of 10, I think realize, yeah, so don't post the comment. Don't respond to the thing. The other piece of this is in not responding or reacting right away, you can formulate a more clear and concise thought so that when you do respond, you're a little more thoughtful and intentional around it. So I'm someone, if I get an email that fires me up, I want to reply immediately. And I want to address every single item that the person said to me. And I want to defend myself in every way and say my piece and stake my claim and stand on my pedestal. But that is often not productive. And literally 100% of the time when I decide to step away and not respond for 24 hours, I always have a way better, way more powerful response 24 hours later every single time. So I've really, really learned that I can type out that email response. I can get it ready to go, but like do not hit send. 
Do not make those heated calls in the moment. Give them some time to simmer. Because then you can decide like, is this really worth getting super fired up? Is this really worth getting into maybe a more risky situation where the benefits of being involved do not outweigh the risk or the energy that would be required to carry through this maybe potentially more aggressive conversation or this aggressive situation? Or is it, does it make more sense to think about it for a minute or 24 hours and formulate a clear-minded response and then go from there? And I have learned that I can be real sassy in the moment, which can be fun and funny in certain situations, but it can also just be completely exhausting if I am too quick to respond to something that gets other people really fired up. And then it's just this aggressive or passive aggressive back and forth that doesn't really go anywhere. So I have to find this fine line between like me wanting to be funny and snarky and stand up for myself and like show everyone like here I am in my glory versus like let's, and sometimes that's not funny. Sometimes it's just me wanting to be in my glory and be right about something versus being humorous about something. So it's that versus like putting my piece out there in a way that's really powerful and well thought out where I will actually be better heard because I'm not being defensive. And then I actually am way more likely to get what I want. And that's what happened. Like literally every time I make myself wait, I actually get what I want. And I can look like the bigger person in doing it. So it's like such a win-win when I can look like the bigger person and I actually get what I want and I don't piss other people off in the process. So really giving yourself grace and space before being responsive or reactive is really powerful. And also giving yourself space and grace to just consider the next best step. So it might not even be that you're going to be inflammatory or be argumentative or defensive. It might just be giving yourself grace and space to like maybe not overcommit to something or not, you know, dive down a hole where, you know, this is something, me being a people pleaser. Like if I feel like someone is, feels disappointed in me, I will immediately be like, oh my gosh, how can I fix it? How can I make it right? How can I be apologetic? And sometimes that's not the right thing. Sometimes the right thing is to say like, I understand the way you feel. And also I can't help in this situation, or I'm not willing to compromise in these certain ways. So sometimes giving yourself space and grace actually allows you to create some better boundaries and have a better conversation around boundaries and guardrails and self-preservation and self-protection, which can be really helpful as well. So there you go. Escape in a healthy way, put together a plan, dump and process and give yourself space and grace. Three tips plus a bonus on things you can do when you're feeling helpless. So if this was helpful to you, please share this episode. You can share this episode by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 209 to get the link to the episode or just more easily take a screenshot of this episode, post it to social media, tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I will reply right away. Let people know that this was helpful to you. Let them know a few specifics. If you want to say like, hey, I really love number two. Can't wait to implement that. Or hey, can't wait to do some dumping. (laughs) Who wants to dump with me? But yeah, I would appreciate you sharing the episode because I think we can all use some support around what to do when we're feeling helpless right now. And I appreciate you all being part of my network and my community when I'm feeling helpless because anytime I have any needs, you all listen and respond and it means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you for everything that you do to be my support network and to let me dump and process with you. If this is your first time listening to the show, know that we have a new episode every Monday and Wednesday. And this Wednesday, we have a really, really special interview with Kelly Heron, who was viciously attacked as someone attempted to rape her in a public bathroom in Seattle. 
a year ago. And on Wednesday, she's coming on the show to share her story. And it is an amazing story. You will have goosebumps and tears in your eyes the entire time. It is such a powerful story of a woman just being like the baddest ass you can possibly imagine. So I'm beyond grateful and honored that Kelly shared her story as in depth as she did. And she really, she was like, do you care if I go into details? I was like, oh, please go into details because her story will save someone. I know that her sharing her story on this show will save someone else when they are confronted with a situation or her story will speak to other women who have been in the situation, who have been victims of this kind of violence, and they will find hope from hearing how she has coped in the last year. So please tune in on Wednesday for this interview. It's really, I think, one of the more powerful episodes I've done. So I can't wait to share that with you. And make sure you never miss an episode of the Shameless Mom Academy by subscribing. Go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And that will allow you to pop into our Apple podcast portal where you can subscribe to the show by clicking on the subscribe button. And you can leave a review while you're there. So leave a little review. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know how it's impacted your life. means the world to me. I can't even tell you how grateful I am for each and every review. And so that's what I got for you today. I can't wait to be back here with you again on Wednesday. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.